0: So what I do is I communicate the value of water to people in business in kids' language because you know what, it works and it's a goal. So how do I do it? Well, everybody wants to talk about facts. Facts are hard because they require thinking. What I like to do is I like to make it simple, really simple and direct. Like if you think of you know children's books or communicating with people who are total non-experts. I like to respect them by communicating in words that they understand using language that we can all share and sort of like a form of symbolic communication that's almost automatic. That way we receive some of the emotional impact of the message without having to think too hard about it. Because you know what? Water is a very emotional topic for a lot of people around the world. It's, it's, It's something that's so central to their lives that it's almost
1: hard to talk about. Welcome to Water We Talking About, a podcast produced by Water Online. Host Jim Laurier of Maisie Injector Company and Adam Tank of Transcend Water, a dynamic boomer millennial combo, will help you demystify how to build a better brand for your business, keep current and prospective customers engaged with your company, and ultimately grow your sales. They interview some of the most interesting and unique water professionals, who have used the art of storytelling to move the needle for themselves and for their organizations.
2: Well, today's guest is Michael Stanley Gallistoffer, who we affectionately call MSG, and we'll refer to him that throughout the podcast. Uh, I got to know MSG through uh, LinkedIn. He's got a PhD in geography and a real passion for water, like Adam and I do, and so we're excited to have him. So welcome, MSG.
0: Thanks, Jim. I, I really, I really appreciate being here. And, you know, the truth is that, you know, with, without water, there's nothing else. So if it's OK with you, I'll give a little bit of where I came from and kind of how I got to this place. How does that sound?
2: That's sure. perfect.
0: All right. So how did I get here? And um, I'll be brief about this. I am by training an applied physical geographer. What is that? Well, I mean, I came out of the world of stream and ecosystem restoration, and water is really the heart of ecological functioning. You know, it's the way that we move matter and energy through ecosystems. And before that, I was in like biogeochemistry and stuff like that. And, you know, I've done science communications for years, and I live in the Great Lakes, and I sail. So that's kind of how I came to this place of water and why it's so important to all of us today. And I think that we could do a better job of sharing with people, you know, sharing with people what water means.
3: It's a, that is a, I mean, we couldn't have said it any better. That's and everyone <laughs> that we have on the show and the folks that are listening that are in the water industry, it's certainly have an appreciation for what we do as a, as a whole, as a, on an on aggregate in water. But one of the things that we don't do well, which is the whole focus of this podcast is around communicating the value of water. And one of the reasons we wanted to have you on was because the way that you communicate the concepts of water, especially on platforms like LinkedIn, is somewhat unique. So if you wouldn't mind st- t- uh, starting with telling us a bit about your approach around communicating the value of water specifically on social media, that'd be great.
0: Okay. I'd be glad to, Adam. And thank you all for having me on. It's really a pleasure. I So what I do is I communicate the value of water to people in business in kids language because you know what it works and it's a goal so how do I do it well everybody wants to talk about facts facts are hard because they require thinking what I like to do is I like to make it simple really simple and direct like if you think of you know children's books or communicating with people who are total non-experts I like to respect them by communicating in words that they understand, using language that we can all share, and sort of like a form of symbolic communication that's almost automatic. That way, we receive some of the emotional impact of the message without having to think too hard about it. Because you know what? Water is a very emotional topic for a lot of people around the world. It's, a, it's something that's so central to their lives that it's almost hard to talk about. It's like you know your closest friend that you don't want to admit you can't live without.
2: But well, one of the things that we really like about the way you communicate on LinkedIn is the way you challenge people. I mean, you hold people accountable. And why don't you talk a little bit about that? Some of the engagement you've had, some of the conflicts you've had around that, because I think it's different than the way most people, you know, a lot of happy talk on LinkedIn. But Jay, you, you're, you're not afraid to engage in a, in, a, in a different way.
0: Well, I mean, how honest can I be here, guys? Like, I mean, how honest honest do you want me to be here about what I do and why I do it? Um, Let's just, so I'll be totally honest. I don't care what people think of me, period. I don't care. And what the the most important thing to do is to tell the truth. And there's a lot of people out there, especially, I think, in a very conservative industry like water. You know, water is like the law of the physical world. You know, you don't want to be all tattooed and weird like me. You don't. you don't want to say the wrong words. You might lose your job. I don't care about any of those things because to me, water is so important that I don't need to have a job in the industry. Like I, I know water. I work for myself. I'm happy with that. So why do I challenge people? Because they're lying. They're lying. And they're, they're practicing a form of this like school kid propaganda garbage that's insulting to us. You know, don't insult us. Don't insult us by talking down to us. You know, that's, that's the worst thing in the world. Like, you know, we're here hanging out, trying to have a good time, learn a thing or two, maybe do some business, maybe make some friends first. But you're telling people that that is not the case. Why? So stop doing it. And I'm not going to stoop to ad hominem, no, because I don't attack the messenger. The message is the real problem. And I'm gonna cut it down using you know the razor of logic because logic
3: works. One of the one of the most interesting things I've seen you post recently on LinkedIn was around your graphic on the Russia-Ukraine war and how that the, the reality may be that it's really a water situation. And I, I would love to know how you thought about creating that graphic and what type of engagement you've gotten as you've put that message out into the world.
0: So that was that was a good one. That one, I don't really think about this. So that's one of the keys. You don't think too hard. If you're, if you think, if you're thinking too much or overthinking, you know, a guy told me a long time ago, he said, think 10%, do 90% because you have to kind of just work it out. You can't see what it's going to do without actually doing it. That's kind of the risk you have to take. And they're not always going to work. So a guy named Christian Eros just sent me this message. He's like, oh, check this out. Look, look what just happened in, you know, in Southern Ukraine and Crimea. And I was like, oh, Okay. And I was like, hmm. Everyone talks about water. Is like, Your water is like water. Okay, yeah, it's it's soft, it's nice. Everyone likes it, but it doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't hit you. Now, now there's a war. And when you say things like water is power, and you put it in big bold red letters, people are like, whoa, what's that? Because you know that right there is kind of a power signal. If you're going to express power, you use the right colors. And so that's what I was doing. Also, lots of simplification. You know, if if you look at, I find these maps that are published online and just simplify them because, again, I'm trying to get the message across with minimum requirement for thinking, minimum computation. It just hits you right away. So, yeah, you know, what happened there was just without going into detail, one of the first targets of the Russian army was this dam blocking the North Crimea Canal. People should know about that.
2: Yeah, and I think part of what you bring to the table, MSG, is... The idea about geography, right? Mm-hmm. All water is local, and geography is one of the most important parts of the, the equation, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about, you know, you, how you've connected the dots between geography and water.
0: So, geography is interesting because it is, you know, we, we like to talk about like inter and multidisciplinary stuff. But it's also transdisciplinary like it operates at a number of levels you know you can you can see very local and very big at the same time the key is connecting those two things connecting heaven and earth so when we look at water water is literally that connection so you have to think about the entire system geography means earth writing you know so geograph the measure of the earth water is the fluid part that moves so how do how do we connect the dots in water well you have to see how the world's changing overall and how that's changing the dynamic element, which is water. And that's what I like to do because the way that we adapt, the way that we adapt to change is by meeting our fundamental needs. And what's our most fundamental need besides air? It's water. Regional adaptation is the key to solving the problem of climate change. We do it through water.
3: MSG, is there anything that you that you took from your studies around – I'll. And if if this is the incorrect term, let me know hydrogeology. Uh I, I not hydrogeology. Those folks deal more with things
0: like groundwater. Okay. I deal more with like, you know, sort of think of like surface, surface waters. So physical geography of rivers, lakes, things like that. Got it.
3: Perfect. Is there anything that you learned in your studies around communications in like an academic setting versus communications mm-hmm. in more of a private or public setting that you're using day to day?
0: Oh, I'm oh, this is gonna be a rough one for some academics. Academics can't communicate. They don't know what they're talking about. They they think that more is better. No. Like get to the point, get to the point right away. You've got 30 seconds and that's it. Treat it, treat knowledge like business. I'm not paying attention unless this has value for me. So what did I learn from my academic time that I one, I didn't want to be an academic. Two, it's better to be spoken plainly you know be plain about what you're saying because people will hear it then and three don't think you're smart like that's that's a big turnoff like don't don't think that because you have a title or you have a position or you have a bunch of papers that you know anything about anything that's right don't think that that's going to protect you because there are more important things than that so i learned to be a human being i learned to care about people and i learned to really love my subject not just ask for money from grants you gotta mean it right
1: you're listening to the water we talking about podcast we'll be right back after this short break this podcast is produced by water online the leading web-based community for water and wastewater professionals showcasing the knowledge and authority of industry thought leaders water online provides actionable content from vendors you can trust and now, back to today's podcast. Right.
2: And, and your that's messaging is, is around simplicity, right? I mean, the way you put together maps, the way you put together images using color. Why don't you talk about how you came to that uh, conclusion that that's the way you needed to present uh, ideas mm-hmm. around water? So
0: water is a picture. It's hard to see. Uh, a gentleman named Eric went. Eric went. I think, is involved with Genesis Systems. And he said, you know, water is the invisible industry. So how do you make the invisible visible for people? Well, maps do a great job of that because maps are interesting because you look at maps, look at how they depict rivers. You know, a river is a flow, but they depict them as a static line. They depict these dynamic bodies as static entities, which are easier for us to process because they're not moving. They're not asking us to think about what's happening with them. So I spent years and years and years and years working with GIS, Geographic Information Systems. And, you know, when you work with information that long, like your mind gets warped. And I just started to like make maps for fun. And then I started to look for maps and simplify them. And I realized that, you know, this really is the way to show people where water is and how it's moving, using different colors, simple patterns. And it's a powerful way of expressing ideas to people who don't even know the language,
3: apps are good. Are there uh, so when I hear that I'm like the most like graphically inept person probably on planet earth. I'm just terrible with what I what I consider to be graphic design. If you were to give me or a listener a recommendation on where to start, something simple that makes it a little less scary for me in regards to symbology or typography or whatever. What where would you recommend I start?
0: Well, you always have to start with the end. What are you trying to express? And have 3 Pens. Do it. Do it by hand first. Don't do it in front of your machine. Don't do it on your phone. Get all that stuff out of your life. Pushed all away. Sit there with three pens: one black, one red, one blue, and just start drawing it out. And don't aim for perfection. It doesn't exist. Aim for imperfection. Make dirty sketches, like you know, stuff that looks ugly that you want to throw away, and just let it flow out of yourself and you'll kind of get a sense of when you get into that groove it might take you it's like meditation it takes maybe 15 ish minutes so you got to build up your concentration and focus it takes about 15 minutes to get those ideas out at first and then once you get into a practice of it it becomes easier each time it's like doing yoga It, it is yoga it's um just do that and aim for imperfection be forgiving of yourself because The idea of perfection is like a form of mind control that pollutes us. Just go for it. Have fun. By making mistakes, you will learn. There are no mistakes. It's just learning. So for the total novice, don't be afraid. Be happy. Just go have fun. And then get to the point.
2: So one of of the other things, too, MSG, is your background in hospitality. Why, Why don't you talk to us about that and how that's informed your position on water?
0: So hospitality is the highest art. I work for Delaware North companies for Patina restaurant group. We do a lot of cool stuff, do good stuff. It's really the art of what are what are, the, what, are the, what are the rules? You got to feed, clothe, care for, protect and respect people because they're in your house. And what do I do when I'm there? I make sure that people are comfortable, accepted and understood when it comes to communicating water. You can't communicate if people aren't comfortable to begin with. They don't feel safe and welcome. They don't feel intimidated. And also, you know, think about like how people are hard sellers or soft sellers. The hard sell doesn't work. You know, Gary, Glen Ross, don't do that. People feel you pushing and they might give in to you, but they're going to secretly hate you and resent you. I don't do that. I'm just like, hey, here's a water thing. Here's a bottle of tequila. You want some good wine? Here to help you out. Let me know what you need. So i do the same thing with water and the first and most important thing is unless you're lying don't lie to me i hate that (laughs) i could i could sense like an animal um let let people be comfortable let them get used to the ideas just like drawing maps and then relax my advisor sean bennett at the university at buffalo always said you know a phd is a slave labor of love and the most important thing in communicating water or being hospitable is you got to love people first. It's literally in the beginning of all the books. That's the first rule: love people.
3: All right, I am. Uh, this is this is why I, my brain is just going a mile a minute right now. This is amazing. Um, we are coming up close to the end of the show, and we always leave it with one final question. And I'm curious to get your yep. take on this. And that is our infamous airplane banner question. Uh, maybe a sailboat too, in this case, if we want to <laughs> traverse the sea you yes so Jim and I have a plane and we are we have a banner on the back of it that allows you basically a tweet's worth of characters to say any message you want in front of every water professional in the world what would you want that banner to say
0: make water fun because fun is where the future is right
2: right I think that's a great uh, line MSG hey listen this has been great I think our audience will pick up a lot of good stuff on how they can create ideas around uh, communicating water. So Mm -hmm. thanks again for being our guest.
0: It's, It's a real pleasure. Thank you both. I really appreciate being here and water matters.